Hi there. We welcome you to the Rush Hour podcast with Corky and B-Rush, the show. Well, we've changed things. We've compressed three hours of content into two hours, Monday through Friday, from 7 to 9 a.m. However, we're not skimping on the conversations. No, the very thing that made this podcast so popular is the thing that we're continuing. So, for the next 15 minutes or so, enjoy the latest podcast on the Rush Hour Morning Show with Corky and B-Rush. Shut up and sit down. Morning show on this Friday morning, WGNC AM 1450, 101.1 FM, Gastonia, Charlotte, WGNCRadio.com. For all of you that are tuning in this morning, and I'm curious, how many of you are tuning in this morning with Gaston County Schools not in session today and the Gaston County Amateur Tournament, the 50th annual? Gaston County Amateur Tournament being held this weekend. I would imagine there's some guys that may be sleeping in a little bit. We're going to talk about the 50th annual Gaston County Amateur Tournament here in just a little bit. We did tease it somewhat yesterday, but we're going to dive into it just a little deeper. The tee times are out. We're going to break those down in just a little bit. Of course, last night, by the time it was all said and done, all of the Big South Conference decided to play on a Thursday night. So there'll be more football tonight around the area, just not necessarily Gaston County in the Big South Conference. East Gaston has a big matchup with Burns this evening, as East Gaston gets their opportunity, say what you want. This is an East Gaston club that has an opportunity in front of them that they may not have had in quite some time. A chance... To go to 9-0, a chance to take on one of the teams that in the Southern Piedmont 1A-2A were supposed to be competing for a football championship. They'll have that opportunity this evening against the Burns Bulldogs. We'll have other scores to talk about, things of that nature as well, and we'll get into them. I, you got to be kidding. You can't, you can't hit enough buttons 
to get that to stop. But let's get into it because we've got a ton to cover. There, there are some fans in mourning as we speak on this Friday morning. So let's dive into it. Let's get the NFL score out of the way. Last night, the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Denver Broncos 19-8. A suspect night for virtually everybody on the field except Harrison Butker. Harrison Butker had a good night. Everybody else, eh. College football last night, a couple of games of note. East Carolina lost to Southern Methodist, SMU, 31-10. No major shock there. Houston had a wild finish against West Virginia. West Virginia took a 39-35 lead over Houston last night in the final minute of play. An unsportsmanlike conduct call against West Virginia moved him back to the 20-yard line to kick off. That positioned Houston in a way to where they could get to midfield with three seconds left on the final play of regulation. They throw a Hail Mary. It's tipped up. They make the catch. 49 yards. Stephon Johnson. Houston wins 42-39. to Again, it's amazing. It truly is. It's amazing to me how in the world you end up in a circumstance to where you come up with a big play at a big time. You make a big play in a big time in the game and you have a penalty like an unsportsmanlike conduct. Wreck the opportunity for you to win the game. It happens, and it happened last night between West Virginia and Houston. NBA last night, exhibition action. Charlotte falls to Washington 98-92. They play Oklahoma City at home in their first home exhibition of the season. That will happen on Sunday. The National League Divisional Series between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Atlanta Braves has come to a close. Philadelphia wins 3-1 to one last night. Now, we're going to talk about this in the next segment. Nick Castellanos becomes the first player in Major League Baseball history to have multiple homer games on consecutive nights. Games three, games four, Two home runs for Nick Castellanos. Castellanos leads the Phillies to the National League Championship Series. They will take on the Arizona Diamondbacks. My question is, does the Arizona Diamondbacks truly have anything left for the Philadelphia Phillies? I think it's real simple, folks. The reality is this. The Arizona Diamondbacks have to beat the Philadelphia Phillies two times 
in the National League Championship Series in Philadelphia to win this series. Can Arizona do that? I'm not so sure. I'm really not so sure. Now, Atlanta Braves fans, I want to address something right quick. And I'm going to talk about this in the next segment as well. Your guys did not perform. Now, it was a little better than Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, but not a ton better. Your MVP candidates did not come through in the times that you needed them. And many on social media are blaming the layoff. The number of days between the end of the season, Sunday, the three-game series, and the wild card leading up then to the divisional series. That amount of time made them, quote-unquote, rusty, took them off their timing, and created problems. Now, I'm going to validate that for a second. Let's suppose that that is true. Then what's the solution? If you're going to pose a problem, let's find a solution. Now, one thing we can't do is go backwards. So we're not going to shrink the number of playoff teams. So we can't go back to that. That'll never happen. The players' union will never allow it. Major League Baseball, in a way to try to grow audiences, cannot afford to lose opportunities. It would become an indictment on the game to say that shrinking the playoffs is a good idea. From a PR perspective, it will never happen. So how do you fix the problem? Well, the first problem that you have to fix is creating an opportunity to where you reward the teams, and this is the benefit of getting the buy, allegedly. You benefit, you reward the teams that have played the best throughout the course of the season. So, for instance, the Atlanta Braves had the best record in baseball. They deserve a reward. The Los Angeles Dodgers, second best record in the National League. They deserve a reward. The same thing for the Houston Astros. The same thing for the Baltimore Orioles. The Houston Astros didn't seem affected by the layoff. They seemed to manage just fine. It's just very intriguing to me how a problem has been presented, and, and I'm not saying that it's not an issue, okay? It's very obvious that the Baltimore Orioles, the Los Angeles Dodgers, the Atlanta Braves had some issues with the layoff. Now, I would blame the Orioles situation more on the fact that they've had a, a young team that maybe not have been ready for the moment, so I can chalk that up to the Orioles. The Dodgers, the Braves, could it have been the layoff? Let's, well, let's say that that's in fact the case. We have to come to a solution. I think I have the solution. A way to grow the game, a way to grow playoff revenues, which nobody's going to complain about on the Major League Baseball side, and truly reward teams 
for playing well during the regular season, having elite records, and not giving them the excuse of rust any longer. A decided advantage in the wild card round, a reward for playing well throughout the year, and eliminating the possibility of saying that rust was an issue as it relates to playing baseball. Because I do subscribe to the notion that baseball is a sport that needs to be played every day with some days off mixed in. So I will grant you that. We'll talk about that on the other side of this break that's coming up in a few minutes. Because I do want to give you the high school scores from last night that were played here in the Big South Conference. Crest beat Forest View, 42-7. Kings Mountain beat Stuart Kramer, 51-3. South Point got past Ashbrook, 49-14. And as we talk about this in the pick six, and as we have Richard Walker on at 820 this morning, he's going to be with us for two segments today. Not necessarily two full segments, but he's going to be here for two segments. He'll be calling in. We'll have a chat with him. It's going to be great. But again, I am perplexed. By Again, I am befuddled. I am bewildered, no less, by the most enigmatic football team in the Big South Conference and perhaps all of Western North Carolina. The Hunter Huss Huskies, on homecoming, losing to North Gaston, 21-14. How? Now, first of all, look, we, we've put our flag in the ground. Kudos to Dan Rothwell. We're all about Dan Rothwell on this show. This guy has done a fantastic job with the North Gaston Wildcats, no doubt about it. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the North Gaston box and I'm going to set it aside for just a moment. What? Hunter Huss started out the regular season a little slow in non-conference play. But shook up the entire Big South Conference winning in overtime 31-24 over South Point. Now, did South Point let it slip? Absolutely. But you've got to put yourself in a position to get an upset like that, and that's exactly what they were able to do. So they beat South Point in overtime in a game that they probably should not have won, but they positioned themselves in such a way to where they were able to do so. Kudos to Hunter Huss. Then how, pray tell, how, pray tell, can Hunter Huss who allowed Forest View to take them into overtime, can play at home against North Gaston for homecoming and lose. Again, I'm perplexed. I'm bewildered. I'm mystified at what, what is transpiring. And the reality is, it's North Gaston now all of a sudden finds themselves in a very good posture to go 500 this football season. A winless football team going from zero 
to 500. Tip of the cap to Dan Rothwell. Phenomenal job. And let's not, let's not forget this is a North Gaston team that still has an opportunity to play some meaningful football in the final two weekends. And if they do take care of business next weekend on senior night in Dallas against Stuart Kramer, they go into South Point on the final weekend of the year five and four with an opportunity to truly wreck the apple cart. Will it happen? Who knows? At this point, who cares? This was a situation that was supposed to have never been in play to begin with, and yet here we are. So kudos to Dan Rothwell, kudos to the North Gaston Wildcats, and I'm left with one question. Hunter Huss, how? Or maybe more importantly, what? What are we seeing? Please identify yourself. Tell us who you are. We come back, we'll have Corky Franks on. We'll talk about the Gaston County Amateur Tournament. We'll talk about the Braves' predicament, along with the Dodgers, and how to fix Major League Baseball's issue with rust in the playoffs, if there is such a thing. All that as we continue on this Friday morning here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be right back. Trying to sell your home can be challenging, but that does not mean it has to be hard. With the higher interest rates, you may see fewer showings, fewer offers, and more negotiations. This is where your agent really matters. Being Gaston County's realtor of choice for 37 years and a top agent at Allen Tate Realtors, John R. Bolin can assist you with your real estate needs, whether you're buying or selling your home. If you're seeking great service with one who is known for honesty and integrity, do not hesitate to call John R. Bolin at Allen Tate Realtors at 704-214-3088. 704-214-3088. John R. Bolin of Allen Tate Realtors. Belmont Body Work is here to keep your body moving, offering sports and deep tissue massage to those who are pushing their bodies to the limit, tailored massage to your body needs, and treatment plans designed to help you feel your best. Call 980-477-5424 to schedule your massage with Belmont Body Work. 980-477-5424. Keep your body moving with Belmont Body Work. 980-477-5424. Hi folks, this is Brian Rushing of the Rush Hour Morning Show. Have you heard the news? We're moving three hours of hyper-local sports talk and the best conversations to two hours, Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. On the home of news, talk, and sports, AM 1450 and 101.1 FM, Gastonia, Charlotte, and streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. It's the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. I have a question for you. Do you remember this song? How sweet it is to be loved by you. 
Okay, let's think about this. Why is it that everyone remembers hundreds of songs almost note by note they never set out to memorize? That's the power of a sticky. When you hear a song or maybe a good advertising message for some frequency week after week for about six months, it gets in your long-term memory, even when you don't intend it to. You remember because you heard it. That's why radio is a sticky advertising medium. You can't hear a newspaper billboard or Facebook ad. Okay, TV has the power of sound too, but advertising on TV week after week can be very expensive. With radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then someone in the market of what you have to sell, hopefully they will remember you if you want them to. Take advantage of radio, the power of sound. Attention high school sports fans, are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in North Carolina needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. here on the Rush Hour Morning Show on this Friday morning here from 7 until 9. And of course, Glenn Beck, Clay and Buck, Sean Hannity. The usual routine here on WGNC, AM 1450, 101.1 FM. And as in convention, the usual routine here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. I will take the time to, son of a gun. See, this is what happens. This is, this is why you can't have nice things. Okay, let's work on this. Okay, this is better. Okay, all right. So I'm going to do this, then I'm going to move on to something else, and we should be right back in the fairway. Now in Gastonia, Home Outlet is your secret to winning the home improvement game. With new quality kitchens, baths, floors, and more, your 100% employee-owned Home Outlet has everything you need to take your project from plan to reality, including the largest selection of in-stock products. You don't have to imagine the feeling of walking into your newly remodeled kitchen because Home Outlet is now open at 1495 East Franklin Boulevard. That, my friends, is the feeling of winning the home improvement game. Follow us on social media. Visit homeoutlet.com. With that, boom. Corky Franks, good morning. What's happening? Uh, it's Friday morning. Friday. A little, little football on a Thursday night. What about that football last night? Who's the only guy, who's the only guy that believes in Coach Rothwell? Huh? What did I say yesterday? You, you got it yesterday. I said, Coach, are you listening? Coach says he listens every day, right? Coach, are you listening? And uh, I said, if you are, send me some energy. And what happened? Br- Brad was here. He saw it. He's back again today, by the way. Without the bulletproof vest on, he took a chance today. 
He has a shirt on that says, always wash your... <laughs> but it's a Pro-V on a T, Brian. Different kind. <laughs> I need that shirt. What's wrong with that shirt? I wear that sucker to the gym. <laughs> I probably don't need to. <laughs> probably not appropriate. Like, like, most of, that, like that's ever stopped. Like, like most of the things that come out of my mouth, right? Anyway, what happened yesterday? I had goosebumps on me, didn't I? Remember? Yeah, I'm, I'm not. But, but I said it may be because it was cold in the studio. I wasn't sure, right? However, I went with my gut and picked North Gaston. And came out smelling like a rose. There you go. There you go. What about that? Good job, coach. I'm happy for him. What yeah, I, I, I was... I was really thinking. How did you I, how, how did you like that ambush last night? Yeah, that's um, <laughs> that may be a conversation for nine oh one this morning. Oh, so. I'm not gonna do it on air. No, no, no. <laughs> you're, not, you're not gonna let me, Brian. No, let's <laughs> let's not. Let's not. Uh, hey, you you know, speaking of, uh, you and I had an opportunity to talk to one of our female listeners yesterday. And what is she? What was her feedback about the show? Said it was very enjoyable. They talked about the banner. She yes. sa- she says, you know, I'm not a sports person, but she enjoyed our banter. She said banter. I said banner, like something to hang on a yeah, fence, like the Belmont. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like the newspaper, the banner, Belmont banner. Right. Yeah, I think there's a T in there somewhere. <laughs> For most of us, yes. Uh, anyway, that's that's good to get feedback like that, isn't it, Brian? It is. Yeah, it's good. Um. Part of the 32% female listenership, by the way. What about those numbers I told you about yesterday? That's fantastic. It's every day. It's, 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 like, it's been like that every day for the last couple of weeks, ever since we started putting out the, the shows in their entirety, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Big That's, weeks. Uh, it has. I mean, you're starting to look now at about 1,000 listens a week. That's over. That's not that's not a bad number. That's just the downloads. I know. That's just the podcast downloads. That's not the live listeners. That that's none of that stuff. Right. That's not anybody streaming. That's just you know over a thousand a week uh, for the last several weeks. Uh, we started from the bottom. Now we're here. Started from the and, bottom. And, the and and thank you to everyone <laughs> for for helping make that happen. All right, Corky Franks. Yeah. What what are we to do with this Hunter Huss team? I can't make it out. It's the darndest thing I've ever seen. I don't know, man. As it relates to high school football. I mean, you're you're going to have inconsistency because yeah. you're dealing with youngsters. Well, you think you talked yesterday about the uh, middle school championship football which, game, which we should get into today because we didn't really go into it as much as we should have. It was a real Donnybrook. Well, Brian, you, you think about this, okay? How many times has Southwest won the county championship in the last six years? Five? Five times right, in the where, last six years. Where are those kids going to school? Hunter Huss? Yeah. A, a lot of them? Forest View, I would imagine some of them. Yeah. When do, I mean, so it's not like there's – it's not like they don't have talent. But something's not right. You can't be Dr. Jekyll one, one Friday night and Mr. Hyde or whatever his name is. And that's what I, I don't – that's what I don't get. It's, it's, I mean, usually, despite the fact that kids are going to be inconsistent because they're high school kids, and I get it, college kids aren't much different. But 
usually a team develops an identity, okay? A team with one win this time of year has pretty much identified, okay, this is a club that's going through some struggles. This is a club that's not competing week in and week out. A club that is 8-0 on the year, guess what? They're pretty solid. Not a whole lot to try to speculate there on. But this is a Hunter Huss club that I, I, for the life of me, can't get a read on. They beat South Point. They lose to Kings Mountain 41 to nothing, which, guess what? I think that speaks way more about Kings Mountain than it does Hunter Huss. But then you get taken to overtime by Forest View, and you lose on your homecoming game. And again, to me, it makes more sense that Hunter Huss lost on their homecoming game because if they are as inconsistent as they seem to be, then they would be plenty distracted enough on homecoming to lose to North Gaston. You know, they only, they only lost to High Brighton by three points in the non-conference schedule. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I cannot make this out for the life of me. Yeah. And again, the only thing that it does is it further complicates South Point's season. It's really what it does. Yeah. I mean, it's made South Point's season much more difficult to get into the playoffs and to have any sort of solid seeding. Now, am I going to worry about South Point in the first round of the playoffs? No, not really. I think they're going to be just fine. However, they do leave themselves susceptible. And and I don't – there are certain matchups that if South Point has in the first round of the playoffs, you're going to be like, guess what? They're going to end up beating that team. They're just better than that team. They play in a tougher conference. That team that they're, they're going to be going against isn't in a great conference. I think the South Point's going to win the game. There are those of that sort. But what happens if South Point in the first round has to end up taking on the likes of someone like Crest or Kings Mountain? That right, becomes a different ball game together. Are they going to compete? Of course they're going to compete. But that's a tough situation there for a South Point club. And that's what mystifies me so much is this could have all been avoided if South Point had taken care of their business. They had one night to where they slipped, and it's costing them. Yeah. Actively costing them. Okay, let me ask you this, Brian. Okay. South Point has Forest View and North Gaston left on the schedule. Right. So that should make them 4-3 and three in the conference. I would anticipate that, yes. I, I think that North Gaston and South Point is going to be the kind of game played at South Point to where South Point wins the game. Okay. You look at Hunter Huss, they're three and two. They have Crest next week. They're at Crest. That's a loss. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like me, Brian. No, no. I mean, no. <laughs> no I, I got you. I don't, that's pretty, I, that's I don't, pretty funny. I, I like Sully Brian. I don't care how up or down you are. Yeah. <laughs> You're not rolling up into Crest and winning that football game. <laughs> I like Surly Brian. Um, and then they're at home versus Ashbrook. Okay, let's say they win that game, Brian. Guess what they are in conference? Four and three. And they get the lead over the head-to-head against South Point. <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, does does that mean – okay, does that mean uh... – <laughs> but, Okay, but but here's the thing, all right? I, we just had a great text from a listener, by the way. Well, we may dive into that. Brian keeps you reeled in. <laughs> <laughs> see? But – 
No, no, seriously. So, all right, so now you're going to have Kings Mountain, Crest, right? Look at Ashbrook. They're three and two in the conference. Let's see who they have okay, left. Okay, and, and, and is, is Huss beating Ashbrook? Is that a layup? No, okay. it's not a layup at all. I mean, the reality is, is this is what's so jacked up about all of this. Hunter Huss had an opportunity to control their destiny. Yeah. And they may squander it by the time it's all said and done. They were able to come off the deck, get a win against South Point, build some momentum, and they may lose the final three games of their regular season and cost them a shot at the playoffs. Okay, let's say they, they, they're going to lose at Huss. Let's say they beat Ashbrook. All right, Ashbrook has Kings Mountain and um, Huss left. So right. they're, they're three and two in the conference. So let's say they end up three and four. All right. South Point should win their next two. They're going to be four and three. North Gaston is two and three in the conference. They have Stuart, Stuart Kramer, Kramer. And they're going to win that. That'll game. be three and three. They're going to be three and four. So let me ask you this, Brian. Who makes who's making the playoffs out of this conference? Kings Mountain, Crest? And then is it going to be whoever wins the Hunter Huss Ashbrook game and South Point? And then what do you say about North Gaston or the team that loses Hunter Huss Ashbrook? All those teams getting in? Okay, here's your alphabet soup. Here's okay. Think about that. You've, do I have a valid point? You've got an incredibly valid point because here's what happens. It let's South Point should take care of their business. Yeah. They should beat Forest View. They should beat North Gaston. Okay? So now all of a sudden you've got a situation with North Gaston who's probably gonna beat Stuart Kramer and they lose to, to South Point, they're three and four. A loss to Ashbrook, a win against Huss. Huss, okay? Yeah. Huss might be the odd team out because they lost to North Gaston, and they may lose to Ashbrook. Because if Ashbrook, who has their two final games against whom? Uh, Kings Mountain and Kings Huss. Kings Mountain and Huss. Yep. So let's say they lose the Kings Mountain game, which they're they going are. to. Yeah, three okay? and three. Now they go to Huss. Let's say they beat Huss. Yeah. Well, now they're four and three, correct? Yeah. Yep. Same record as South Point. Yep. South Point would get third place in the conference because of the head-to-head. -head. Yeah. Because of what happened last night. Yeah. It is crazy. This is an alphabet soup. Yeah. And it could have all been avoided if, A, South Point takes care of their business against us, yep. or, B, Huss, who controlled their own destiny up until last night. Yep. Would have just finished out. They didn't even have to win out. You just win the games you're apparently supposed to win. But I don't know anymore because I don't know what huss I'm getting. Yeah. That last game of the season between those two, somebody's in, somebody's out, I guess. But how? But that's the thing about it. We're now getting to the point. Now, again, it's it's dripping in some measure of mediocrity, but now you got an Ashbrook Huss game that actually has some meaning to it. Yeah. And it's been a while since we've had that game have some real meaning to it. It used to be when I was in school, that was the game. Right. That was the game. That's the game that you left your school behind and you went and watched that game. And again, I think there's going to be some relevance in this game. I think people are going to want to go and watch that game. But Hunter Huss had a chance. All they had to do was hold serve. Just hold serve. They got you worked up, don't they? I, 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 I don't understand it. It's, it's supposed to make more sense than this. Yeah. 
It's supposed to be just high school football, right? Well, and, and so what it, what it does on the background is it makes me ask the question, how poorly did South Point play in that second half against Huss? How could you squander a game against Huss if they're that up and down? I'm, I'm baffled by it. I think a lot of times, <clears throat> I think a lot of times South Point gets, hmm, I'll say it, whatever. I think a lot of times they get complacent with the offense because, you know, they're used to just slowing it down and grinding the clock. And when you get a lead, you just want to run. It's not flashy as blah a lot of times, you know. And when you do that, you lose your focus and you fumble a football and somebody recovers and then you got to – it's almost like you set yourself up to not be emotionally invested all the time. It's like you're here and here. Does that make sense? It's like you're not – you know what I mean? Okay. But again – the triple option offense, even though it's a great front runner kind of offense. Yeah, but they're not at that point. They're not trying to score again. They're just trying to run the clock out. That could have been a problem because I would suggest you stay on the gas. And I'm not saying that they weren't trying to. I, I don't know. I wasn't there. The point of what I'm trying to make is South Point had an opportunity to beat this Hus team like a rented donkey. Okay. And they didn't. They let them stick around in that game. Then they made some mistakes. I think the complacency was going on in the first quarter, not necessarily late. You have an opportunity to step on a team's neck, you do it. And they didn't. Okay, let me ask you a question. Do you not think a lot of times it appears it appears that they play to the level of their competition? Well, I mean, that's that's always a possibility. But, I mean. It, just enough. Let's do, do just enough. Versus maybe, I, but but again, Dude, here's my I, didn't, I didn't see a lot of that last year with the South Point team. Here's my thing. If you go out there and drop 49 at Crest, go drop 49, you know what I'm saying? But they didn't have to drop 49. They did again, last night. All they would have, well, <laughs> sure, but, but they didn't need to drop 49. They just did. I like which, that. Which tells me they were locked in from the start. Yeah. Okay. Now, again, the – the 49 against Crest had a very different look to it than the 49 against Ashbrook. 49 against Ashbrook is going to be more than enough. 49 against Crest, you're really rolling the dice. And that night, it didn't work. I mean, I, look, Crest I, is the only team in this league, maybe the only team in this part of the world that can outscore anybody, that can literally outscore anybody. I don't even necessarily think that they're bothered by a team putting 40 up on them because they believe they're going to score 50. And if a team puts up 50, well, by George, they're going to score 60. I think they genuinely believe that they have enough horses in the stable they can outrun anybody any length of time. Haven't you seen, with that South Point football team, you've watched them enough to, to have a voice on this, I believe. Is it not like... It's the same offense, the same stuff every week. I get that. But from week to week, is it not like you're watching a different team? A lot of times. Again, and I think because this club is younger, okay, they did lose a lot of guys last year. This club is younger, okay? You're going to have some inconsistency. But again, the identity of South Point is usually pretty much settled and not nearly as erratic as what we're seeing out of this Huss team. This is the most erratic team I think I've ever seen in my life. I, I really do. And, and I think what we're beginning to find out is maybe 
You've had some fortuitous bounces go your way, and now all of a sudden you've made some things happen. We're going to go to break. We come back. I want to dive into the middle school championship game because I think there's a lot of flowers to give out to those two clubs for putting together a very good championship game. And then I really do want to settle the issue for the Atlanta Braves fans. There's a lot of people that feel disenfranchised because of what happened to the Braves with rust. And I want to address that. And I want to bring about a solution. Rob Manfred, I'm here for you. Listen to me. I may be able to make this worthwhile. All that when we come back on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be back in a moment. Attention Gastonia homeowners, it's time for a fresh start. Are you tired of getting lost on a sea of products? Do you long for expert advice and personalized service? It's time to break up with your big box store and upgrade to Home Outlet. Now open at 1495 East Franklin Boulevard. Say goodbye to limited choices at high prices. Say hello to the largest selection of in-stock kitchens, baths, floors, and more. All at a guaranteed low price. Visit store manager Chris and his experienced team at your 100% employee-owned Home Outlet today or shop online at homeoutlet.com. Where can you find hyperlocal sports talk in Gaston County? Where can you find the best conversation with the movers and shakers of local sports talk? That's right. You find it right here on the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the home of News Talk and Sports. WGNC AM 1450 and 101.1 FM, Gastonia, Charlotte, and streaming online, WGNCRadio.com. It's the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Rebels Contracting Services has specialized in the healthcare imaging industry since 1986. Located in Gastonia, Rebels Contracting is now hiring. Rebels offers competitive pay, vacation and holiday pay, 401k and insurance. If you'd like to join the Rebels Contracting team, check us out online at rebelscontracting.com or call 704-864-2000. That's 704-864-2000. 704-864-2000. Since the beginning of 2023, the Rush Hour Morning Show has become your go-to for hyper-local sports talk. Whether you listen for scores and analysis, compelling conversations, or that bit of fun in the morning, the Rush Hour Morning Show has grown a sizable audience in Gaston County and surrounding areas. Our podcast numbers reflect a robust listenership. This listenership is made up of people searching for your products and services. We would love to tell your company's story. Email us at rushhourwgnc at gmail.com or call 704-689-3820 to find out how your business can tell its story affordably on our Rush Hour Morning Show. That number again, 704-689-3820 or email us rushhourwgnc at gmail.com. The Rush Hour Morning Show, your source for hyper-local sports talk and hyper-local advertising. All right, folks, let's get started. Parents, thanks for coming. As many of you know, I'm Coach Mather. Tonight I want to talk about the season, of which I only have one expectation, that everybody gets stronger. When I say get stronger, I'm not referring solely to physical strength. Sure, we'll be in the weight room, we'll be running stairs, but we're also going to focus on developing mental toughness and grit because those are the characteristics that allow us to achieve greatness both on and off the court. So how do we develop those things? By getting comfortable with a challenge, by cultivating the confidence necessary to overcome adversity in all forms. 
That's why I coach. That's my purpose. Every member of this team can lean on me, and I'll teach them how they can lean on themselves and each other. This message presented by the NCHSAA and the North Carolina Athletic Directors Association. Here on the Rush Hour Morning Show, WGNC AM 1450, 101.1 FM. I, yes, sir. Oh, look at that. I just noticed that hat. Is that not is that not just delightful? Where did you get that thing? Yeah, he he, he No, went, you didn't. Yes, he did. No yes. way. Yes. Dude, I gotta have that thing. Price for everything. I well I, I hey, don't let the clothes fool you. Actually, I don't have any on, but I do have some money. <laughs> Man, are you kidding me? That thing is hot. I know. I know. Gastonia Rangers hat. Gastonia Rangers, circa 1989. How much you pay for it? That's it? 1989 I'll give to you 1992. For it. Right now. What? Or, hear me out here, you could go onto eBay They're not and gonna get be there. your size and not spend 100 bucks. It's not going to be on. You're not going to find it. I, I got an adjustable at home. Do you really? I do. I got look, look. I, okay, since since we're telling stories, Brent Reynolds, who runs a Edward Jones, I can't believe in Lincoln to North there. Carolina. Yeah, where was the seller from? You can't remember where they shipped it from. Yeah, I cannot believe that. That's that is beautiful. It's gorgeous, isn't it? Yeah, that, that is it really beautiful. Is. Yes, I, I could never afford one growing up as a kid. Brent Reynolds and Matt Hester got me a an adjustable somehow, some way, and gave it to me last summer. And really? It, it's it's on my wall. Absolutely. Man, that thing Love is it. hot. Yeah, and he yeah, he he wears his out. Can I, can I, I jump over I, I want to show him something. Sure, yeah. Here, let me. Are you are you coming back in yeah, a little? Yeah, I'm uh, right here, yeah. Oh, okay. Show okay. Back here on the rush hour morning show. Of course, Wednesday, over at Huss, something that was not a mystery, something that did not mystify me, something that didn't leave me baffled, Southwest beat Stanley 8-6 to in the Gaston County Middle School Championship. Those two teams went through their divisions undefeated. A Southwest made another undefeated run through their regular season. Stanley had some issues. They were winless in the non-conference. Casey Miller and his team, undaunted. They were able to go through their conference schedule, and they leaned on defense. And again, Casey Miller said this. He believed in his club defensively, and they were able to do a very good job holding off a Southwest club. Look, if you hold Southwest to eight points, in a middle school football game, you have given yourself a chance to win. They gave up the touchdown and the two-point conversion in the third period. Southwest was able to hang on. A nip-and-tuck affair. It was a shame that somebody had to lose the game, but there was plenty for both fan bases to be incredibly proud of. So kudos to Southwest Middle School. 
the Roadrunners again winning their fifth title in six years. That's an unbelievable run of dominance. Just a fantastic run. And then you look at Stanley. They've put together a phenomenal early segment. Softball team beats Bessemer City in the championship. I would imagine that probably a good portion of those 200 downloads that we got yesterday was probably a lot of folks in Stanley area tuning into the Brooks Goggins conversation. Actually, you, you are correct, sir. I would imagine that's the case. Those people, they support their kids. Yeah. They really do. And uh, had a chance once, once that rolled out. I sent that to Coach Goggins, told her about it. She said she had folks waiting on it. Casey Miller said he had folks wanting to listen to his conversation. So it doesn't take a whole lot to get Stanley wrapped up. Uh, as a matter of fact, the, that hour that uh, Coach Miller was on the show, he got over 200 downloads on his own. <laughs> That's amazing. Isn't that crazy? That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's great, man. It is. It's fantastic. It's, we, we all get to support everybody. We're all supporting each other, Brian. That's how this thing works. Well, here's some of the superlatives in that championship game. And this came from... Richard Walker, carolinasportshub.com. When's he coming on? 820. He'll be on for two segments. Christian Levy, 13 carries, 102 yards for Stanley, including, aside from what he did toting the football, a 61-yard reception in the game. It's a very good effort for Christian Levy. Javante Mackins, 119 yards from scrimmage for Southwest, and he got the, the interception that closed out the game against Stanley in the final play of regulation to seal the 8-6 win in the championship. So Isaiah Hopkins, three catches for 56 yards for the Roadrunners, as it was the fifth title in six years for Southwest. So congratulations to those guys as Southwest wins the county championship at Hunter Huss on Wednesday. Now, Corky Franks, if you had a chance to hear what I was talking about in the first segment, people are trying to figure out, okay, what are we doing here? Because their premise is this. Teams that go through the entire year putting together the best records in baseball shouldn't have to wait around, get rusty, and lose in the division series. Now, I'm going to call Balderdash to a certain degree you know the schedule, take care of your business, okay? So to a certain degree, I'm calling balderdash. I don't want to hear about being rusty, okay? However, however, I think I have a solution that would make Rob Manfred happy, make the baseball fan happy, and eliminate this potential for an excuse of baseball fans whose teams lose in the divisional round with better records, all right? So let's follow it this way. You're going to have to do this in a multi-layered approach. We understand that Major League Baseball expansion is going to be coming very soon, right, Quirky Franks? Yep. Okay. I would say within the next five years, there will be two teams expanded to Major League Baseball. Nashville is absolutely going to be <clears throat> one of them. That's a lock, okay? There's other chatter between the likes of Portland, San Antonio, Montreal, even Charlotte or North Carolina in general. 
And as far as I'm concerned, you could go with either location. I think Portland right now, because of the geopolitical landscape, is just an absolute dumpster fire, maybe quite literally an absolute dumpster fire. You do not want to put a team in Portland right now. I think that's a terrible idea. Montreal, they failed once. I don't know that you want to put a team there. As much as I would love to see Les Expos coming back to Major League Baseball, I just don't see it happening. Remember Scott Stewart? From a hundred percent, he played for the old Expos, didn't he? He did, and one of the funniest stories I've ever had working in clubhouses in my life revolves around him. Yes, can you tell it on air? I can, as a matter of fact. Okay, okay, you ready for this? <laughs> yeah, 2001, they had their exhibition against the Chicago White Sox at Fort Mill, okay, in the old ballpark, okay. All of a sudden, we're 10 minutes before first pitch, and this kid comes running up the bat boy. I'm in the clubhouse. He comes running up. Hey, 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 we got a problem. I'm like, well, what's the problem? He's like, we need the key to the batter's box. We need the key to the batter's box. I'm like, who said so? He's like, man, they're, they're talking about it out there. Now, this is this is a young kid, obviously green. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. I'm sitting here thinking, where's this going? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, let me let me see what's going on. So I I go down the tunnel, and look, I come up the steps of the dugout, and I look across the way. I'm like, who said this? And he pointed over to the expo's dugout. Yeah. <laughs> and who's on the dugout steps? Scott Stewart, yep. <laughs> playing a prank on the kid. Apparently, yeah. Uh, apparently, that's who he—that's who he credited about the the key to the batter's box. The key to the batter's box. Hurry, so, hurry, kid! Hurry, hurry! Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, he was a funny guy. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was. And uh, you know, probably was on the other side, the losing side, if I recall. Probably one of the best pitching matchups Gaston County's ever seen at the high school level. Back in 1993, I believe it was, he and, and Wes went up against each other at East Gaston in a baseball matchup, an afternoon game. Um, and I want to say that Ashbrook won that game. But Anyway, that's the end of the Expos, right? That's the end of the Expos. Yeah, probably not getting a team. I, in a second round of expansion, maybe. This next round, I don't think we'll, we'll see it. San Antonio, has, I think, a very viable option. I don't know that it would happen, but I think it's a very viable option. Carolina's not out of the woods with this. I think they've got a real shot. I don't think it's a lock, but I think they've got a real shot of getting a team. What about this dude coming back two days in a row to hang out in studio? Well, we're going to talk about the 50th annual Gaston County Amateur Tournament that this young man is in. We'll talk about that here as we dive into the 8 o'clock hour, but well, I've got a few minutes. I want to break this down real quick because I'd love to get thoughts on the other side of the break from the both of you. We've got baseball expansion coming up, right? Mm -hmm. When we expand, that's going to be 32 teams in Major League Baseball. How many teams do we have currently in the playoffs right now? Twelve. Six on each side. Okay? So if you're going to expand two teams, expand the playoffs also. Okay? I know. I know. But... Follow me here. For the top two teams, you no longer give them a bye. So they can't complain about rust. Okay? 
But you give them a definitive advantage for putting the best records in their leagues, respectively. You give them an advantage. And you give the wild card teams that came down to the very bottom that quite possibly are going to be close to 500, okay? You give them, if you want to prove that you belong to the playoffs, you're going to have to earn it. And here's how. You ready? Check this out. For the one and two seeds that will be taking on the seven and eight seeds in the Major League Baseball playoffs, you play at the one and two seeds to where the seven and eight seed has to beat that team on the road twice. So basically, you're playing a best of three with, your the, place? One, with the one and two seeds already up a game <clears throat> without having played. So you've got the one and two seeds that will play at home against the seven and eight, and all it takes is one win out of the next two games for the home team to close out the series. Yeah, this looks like that handicap. Yeah, I don't like that. I think it's a great idea. Of course, it's your idea. I understand that. <laughs> you sound like I, me now. <laughs> I think it's, but but no, it uh, makes sense. It, it makes sense. If if you're a wild card team that gets to that seven or eight spot, you gotta you you, you, you gotta earn your way in. Yeah, you gotta earn your way in, and therefore the one and two seed, they've got a definitive advantage, and they get an opportunity. So more teams get into the playoffs. Why don't you just, why don't you just make the first three make all three games at at the one and two seeds place? Absolutely. And you just have to go in there. And... But but that but see here's the thing. That's just like the divisional round. That's like the wild card round anyway. Yeah. The best of three is at that home team's place. So that means it doesn't matter whether you're the fourth seed or the first seed. You, there's no advantage to me. A team that won 104 games should have an advantage. Should have an advantage. Should be rewarded for winning 104 games. That's the way to make it happen. That's horrible those two teams are out of it. Well, it's unfortunate. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But ultimately, the two teams that beat them played their way into that posture. I Look, I got no problem celebrating the Diamondbacks and the Phillies for winning. But if, if, if there really is some, something, if there is some validity to the top two teams not making it to the league championship series because of rust, that fixes it. We're done with one hour. We'll come back and talk more about it as we dive into hour two. We'll be back in just a bit on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We thank you for tuning in to this Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. Don't forget, folks, we jam three hours of content into two hours every single day, Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. On the Rush Hour Morning Show, WGNC AM 1450, 101.1 FM. Streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. Until we're back with you again for the next Rush Hour Morning Show podcast, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time. <laughs>